Hold up, hold up. Folks, we've got some exciting news for you right now, right here on Sleep Tech Talk. Want to let you know that we are looking for 2023's Person of the Year. That's right, Sleep Tech Talk's 2023 Person of the Year. How are we going to do that? Well, listen up. Every Any guest that's been on the show so far, and any guest that's going to be on our show for this year, 2023, are all nominees or all candidates for this recognition. And how you can help is by listening and or viewing that specific episode. We're going to be counting the number of plays for each episode. We're going to be counting the number of listens for each episode and taking that into consideration. If you have anybody that you think should be a candidate, let us know. And we will see what we can do to get them on board as a nominee. At the same time, we need your help to make this happen, to select that person of the year. Along the way, we hope to introduce some other awards as well. But in the, in the meanwhile, do everybody a favor, do us a favor, and listen in to your favorite guest. So by early next year, 2024, we'll be announcing the winners. Now back to the All show. All right, another day, another show. And that means it's time for pre-cows. So, gentlemen, what's going on today? Jerry, we've got Dylan Springer from Oklahoma City joining us today. Dylan. Wait, wait. Dylan Springer, not Jerry Springer, right? That's correct. Thank you okay. for bringing that up. Because right. that would be really odd since he's not with us anymore. That is true. <laughs> You're right true. about that. Okay. Uh, Dylan Thank is you. definitely not that character. Uh, great guy. Uh, been in sleep for a while. And, and it's going to be interesting to hear this, not just his story, but what he's working on now. Always been a guy that's innovative and keeping his his eye on the horizon of what's next. So looking forward to hearing him, you know, about his journey. So when you say keeping his eye on what's next, what do you what do you mean by that? Like is he is he constantly evolving his program or you know, I think what he's done over the years is is as the sleep market has changed, hmm. um, he has been able to adapt and bring new services to market just like a lot of our other friends have and, and, and the three of us have been a part of. So it's, it's interesting what he's doing now. I think our listeners will find it, you know, an, just an interesting twist on how we can identify, treat, and care for our sleep patients. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Um, it's always interesting when you see somebody that's willing to change. Um, with, with that being said, I think we should go on to the show. Robert, you want to add anything before we start? <laughs> yeah, I feel completely there. left out of here. Well, I'm, I'm struggling with some allergy stuff today anyway, so I, my, my energy is a little bit lower than normal. Um, Sorry. Sorry, man. I, you know, anything tech, I'm, I'm all about it. And uh, I actually had not heard of their uh, platform before, so I'm excited to hear what, uh, what he's got to tell us. Well, hopefully you'll be well enough for the show. So with that being said, let's go on to the show. Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, once again to another episode of Sleep Tech Talk, the sleep podcast, bringing new wavelengths to sleep technology. 
with your hosts and friends, Emerson Kerr, Robert Miller, and me, Dr. Gerald George. You love that line, don't you, Robert? You just keep giggling every time I see it. Well, your your intro gets it's different every day. Uh, Emerson and I are on pins and needles to see what you're going to add next. <laughs> it brings tears to my eyes every time. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep it a little consistent this time with the whole wavelength thing, but because behind our backgrounds, those of you who aren't watching, uh, who aren't watching on YouTube, you need to come on there and see what the background looks like. But we've got little wavelengths going between our ears because there's no, nothing between them. But all that aside, we want to say thank you so much for the likes. Thank you for all the shares please keep sharing the the podcast because we want to spread it out to all the sleep techs out there and before we go on we have a fabulous guest and emerson is going to talk to us a little bit about that go ahead emerson all right thanks jerry we have dylan springer dylan is currently the vice president of clinical services for rok medical management representing both rest assured and sleep solutions these companies focus on integrated healthcare solutions for patient care delivery through technology, quali quality providers, efficient processes, and effective products. In Dylan's role as the VP of Clinical Services, he leads teams of dedicated business and medical professionals in managing the operations, marketing, and development of two companies focused on the delivery of improving the quality of life for patients with sleep issues. With both multiple sleep lab sites as well as provider clinics, Dylan works consistently with physicians and dentists to not only create networks of quality providers, but to track and improve the delivery of care through new innovative services and products for best outcomes. Previously, for 14 years, Dylan served as an executive sales role for RX Medical, a limited liability company described in the medical device industry as an independent agent or distributor. The organization operates as the independent sales arm for multiple large Fortune 500 medical companies such as Zimmer, Biomet, Orthopix, Bragg, etc. Dylan worked daily with surgeons, family practitioners, internists, physician assistants, nurses, and hospitals to educate them on the scientific medical aspect of products in the market for their designated area of health service. Dylan, what a great background. We are so delighted that you're on our show today. Um, you know, it's been fun getting to know you over the last several months, um, but you've got quite a story. Uh, not only what you do with Rest Assured and the company, and then some of what you do on the personal side through missions. Um, you know, but what I'd love to hear, and, and, and we do this every show because it's just so, it's fascinating to hear all of our stories. None of us really planned on getting into sleep. We sort of fell into it. And uh, so we would love to take the first few minutes of our show today and, and tell us how you got here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys, for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, I, I was not starting out to get even, even get into healthcare uh, when I was in college. I actually was finishing up a degree in uh, geology. I had a semester left interviewed with some of the big oil and gas companies here in Oklahoma. Obviously that's a big deal here. Uh, and I did those interviews and walked out with my eyes huge going, that is not what I want to do. You know, <laughs> that's not my future. So I ended up calling a friend, um, and jumping into healthcare. I started at the very bottom, uh, setting patients up with some, uh, devices, initially some CPMs, some continuous passive motion machines. And we'd I'd go in with patients right after surgery and stick their knee that had just been cut on in a device and turn it up as high as I can. And they would 
scream and yell at me and I'd walk out. So it wasn't a whole lot of fun, but we, we quickly, um, our company acquired a DME company right after I started. Um, and that DME company, one of the things we sold was CPAPs. And so I thought, Hey, this is really cool. Uh, you know, this is, you know, I've never heard much about sleep apnea or any sleep disorders. So th this will be fun to get out and learn. Um, so I started working with some of the physicians around our area and they said, yeah, we want to send them all to you. Uh, we send everything to the sleep lab, go talk to the sleep lab. So I went and talked to the sleep lab and they said, we do our own, you know, we have our own set up for CPAP, so we won't send them over. Um, and I walked out and called my boss and said, Hey, we need to start sleep lab. <laughs> and we started to go down that road of what's that look like? Um, we got some specialists here that really kind of walked us through the need for uh, uh, sleep labs here in our area and started, started a couple of, I started one sleep lab here and that eventually led to, you know, we ended up having, I think at any given time, 10 um, throughout the state. And we did pediatric adult um, from, you know, three weeks, I think three week a three week old was the youngest we had. Um, and then all the way up to as old as you can get to get into a sleep lab. So <clears throat> did that for years. Um, manage DME companies, manage physician offices, all the above. It was a lot of fun, lots of learning. I mean, amazing space. And, and what a time now to be in this space uh, with how interesting it's getting right now. Uh, so about four years ago, I sat down um, with my bosses and said, hey, the way that sleep is going right now needs to change, right? I mean, for a patient to not sure, be not, not quite sure what's going on. Go see their family practitioner. They say, Hey, go see a sleep specialist. You call a sleep specialist. It's a three month wait. You see a sleep specialist. They say, Hey, let's get you into a sleep lab. And it's another two month wait. And then it takes just as long to get back for results. And they say now head across town to this DME company and they hand you a CPAP and you walk out and 50% of those patients stick in their closet and never use it. Right. <laughs> that was kind of the lay of the land. Um, for a while. So we, we, we decided not just to try to streamline the process, but to try to make, you know, a whole, a whole new model of care. And so what we did is we put everything online and we have access to where patients can see providers. Um, they can uh, jump into home sleep tests, uh, diagnostics, do the titrations. They can do uh, therapy and everything all in one place. And so we, we launched that and started going. Um, the idea was great. We thought we'll be up and running quickly. We launched the month before COVID hit. Uh, and so it, it did a few things for us. Um, one is when we originally launched, we were direct consumer, cash pay only, uh, didn't, didn't mess with uh, insurance. And so originally when we launched, it hurt us because people didn't want to spend anything. You know, that first few months of COVID, it was, everyone was unsure, you know, cash was king. So no one was spending. So that, that helped, hurt us a little bit. And what we first would bring in, um, the, the second way affected us was really good. You know, we kind of had this uh, plan of, we assumed that was going to be a five-year transition of patients coming in and saying, hey, let's do healthcare at home and getting used to, you know, telemedicine, direct shipping, that kind of stuff. Well, that five years got it was shrunk to about five weeks um, after that. So that that jumped us ahead light years of where we thought we would be in our process. 
Um, so we kept rolling that direction. We did a lot of kind of uh, digging in with the patients that have been on our platform, asking them how to make it better, what to do. And one big thing obviously was, hey, I want to use insurance. I want to use my healthcare insurance. So kind of pulled back all of our marketing and we developed it and our process to take care of patients on the insurance side, um, which is a massive, uh, we all know, and we all know the processes and what that looks like from a journey of a patient coming in to getting on therapy and staying on therapy. I mean, when you're dealing with health insurance, it's there's all sorts of crazy things that come into play. So we built that out over a period of time and then launched that and beta tested it kind of in the first, second quarter of last year. Um, and then got everything rolling from there to where, hey, we think we got the kinks, kinks worked out and um, launched it mainstream and have been going since. And that's where we are today, trying to, you know, we're in this process of constantly adding to it and trying to make it better. Dylan, you know, it's been interesting to watch what you've done because it, you're right. What you were able to do is look at the market and create something that fit squarely in this, this unique need for, for telehealth and telemedicine. When you kind of look at that kind of at 30,000 feet and look back down on it, where do you think your, your, your biggest surprises were in, in this process? Things that as you began to go forward, you really pleasantly surprised, let's put it that way. You're more pleasantly surprised with how things turned. What were, what were some of those moments in this journey? Um, yeah, so I think, I think one thing, one of the initial surprises I had, um, and, and it was due to the, the pandemic, um, and the shortage in CPAPs, right? So I think everything in life that we do, these hurdles and these trials that we face, all they're doing is 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 kind of molding us and giving us character to find the next better way um, in situations like this, right? So uh, any good company um, that does good things or any good uh, employee, anything, you have to have these big kind of, oh my gosh, type of things to really get to to the end product that you want. Um, so when the CPAP shortage came, you know, uh, it, it really, it really kind of set us back. Cause when we launched initially, it was, let's get you tested for a sleep apnea. Let's get your CPAP out the door and then let's monitor you. Let's provide the uh, coaching on the backside. Let's get you to compliance and really stay with you. And, and we always say, you know, we're, we start that we're, we're with the patient from start to the not finish because our, our whole idea is to, you know, stay with them and make sure they're compliant. They maybe even help them get off therapy if it's due to obesity or different things like that. Um, so when this hit and the CPAPs shortage happened, it, it threw me for a loop. Um, I mean, now we didn't have CPAPs that we could get. And already the current, you know, then and now, the current sleep medicine workforce is extremely insufficient, right? To meet the demands of the huge number of people that have, you know, sleep issues. So now it was the same thing for CPAPs. And what it caused us to do is to go, okay, let's let's look at some other things. What do we need to do here? And that's where we started to explore the dental world. Um, and there has been this, this little bit of shift, which if you would have asked me a few years prior to this, I would have kind of laughed, honestly. Uh, you know, you know, dental, dental groups will be able to come in conjunction with healthcare providers on the medical side, and they can be a team. And that's going to provide a much larger workforce at the snap of a finger if we can get that. Um, to provide a lot more for patients. So the surprise was how much was going on in the dental sleep world. 
was a great surprise to me. Um, and that's where um, we kind of dove in and started learning and made some amazing contacts with uh, amazing uh, companies and providers across the board uh, and really kind of opened up that avenue uh, of therapy along with the CPAP. And now you have oral clients and it causes us to go, okay, hey, we want, you know, uh, what our appetite now we want to know more okay what else is out there and you start looking at other you know therapies and i was saying earlier it's an interesting time because there are so many other therapies right now right i mean you're looking at excite no say and inap these uh you know other things that years ago it just wasn't there um the inspire and remedy implants uh the, the different uh surgical methods right now that they're looking at to solve some of this stuff it's, it's pretty cool. So that is one fun thing that we found is how big and comprehensive the care can be as, you know, when there's so many groups and companies out there that are so focused on one, one, one pathway, this is it where, Hey, look at what's really out there and look what the future holds in sleep. Um, Cause right now it's, it's really bright. So Dylan, that was really, really interesting how you, how you brought that up about adding this new component of dental sleep medicine. And then you brought up, uh, you brought up the, the two, two of the major implant uh, companies, uh, Remedy and Inspire. So my, uh, my question was going to be about that, actually, you know, is that the next, next realm that you're looking at and um, the implantables and about those patients that are just not taking the CPAP or, or, um, uh, oral appliance for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, I mean, we're there right now. We do a lot of work with, uh, um, dental groups. Um, we do a, a lot of work with, uh, even inspire reps and, uh, pro uh, providers that are providing those implants. Um, so our, our whole process allows a patient to, to get through the diagnostic portion quickly, efficiently, um, and really at an affordable way. So a lot of these groups, you know, we get more calls now coming from dental groups or, um, you know, some of the Inspire implanters saying, hey, we've heard that you can do this. Can you help us out? Which is great um, because we can get a patient through, hey, coming into, you need to have a sleep test. Um, and they come in, they see a provider, get a home sleep test and get their results back, see a provider again and get order for whatever therapy it's going to be. And, you know, we have patients that do that in seven days. You know, I think the fastest was six. Um, and so that's a that's a visit, a home sleep test, follow-up visit, and therapy ordered, um, which is great. You know, that's unheard of. But then any patient that gets therapy, regardless of what it is, um, still stays in contact with our system. So our system is helping patients find the right oral appliance providers out there. Um, so we'll find out where the patient's address is and say, hey, these are great groups to work with. Um, these, uh, have, you know, these are providers that take care of patients efficiently, affordably, all those same things. And likewise that we do. Um, and then also, you know, we'll say, Hey, here's, uh, the list of Inspire physicians in your area. Let's get you connected with them. And then we stay in contact with the patient throughout it. Same thing with CPAP. Hey, here's a CPAP for you. Um, here's a provider that can get your CPAP, get the CPAP to the patient. And then we, we also help monitor it. And then contact the patient. Hey, you're having mask leaks and stuff. Try these three tips on uh, tightening your mask. Um, here, you know, we really want to see whatever, whatever the therapy is, we really want to see that patient getting to compliance. 
um, and using it and using it to where it is helping them uh, and getting them through the road of the healthiest sleep they can find. Dylan, that's it's really fascinating hearing this. I'm just curious, is there a place for psychotherapy such as CBT or anything like that in, in, in your program? Adding psychologists, you know, or ABSM certified psychologists or psychiatrists for that matter. I'm just, just curious, just fascinating to hear what you're saying. Yep, absolutely. And so that is something on our list to be looking at. You know, we have we have a long list of things that we want to do, and there's a pecking order to it. And sometimes some of those change. Um, but yes, that is. I mean, we want to make it, you know, uh, one of our things is we always talked about this being kind of a sleep medicine program available to anyone anywhere at any time and so we don't want it to just be you know osa you know having the avenue to utilizing the home sleep test units we do now you know we can look at centrals we have central sleep apnea that we can help treat Um, we can get them to the remedy providers we can get them to a bipap we can do these different things that way so also we want to start looking at um, other, you know, doing the CBT, doing, um, you know, working with insomnia patients and narcolepsy patients, we want to be start having to where we have an avenue for all of them down the road. Sorry, we're finding the mute button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mute, right, mute, mute. <laughs> all right. I had a question. So, so, Remote patient monitoring, you know, and being able to bill for the service, uh, you know, including that. How are you guys working to try to figure out a way to monetize that activity? It's a, it's. If you figured it out, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll get lots of listens to your podcast, yeah. our podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so again, this is this is the thing that that we really try to hone in on and to make is that it's it's all in one place, you know. So we're not we're not a clinical group doing telemedicine visits that that's being done on our platform, but we're not the ones doing it. We're not a uh, home sleep testing company or it's on our platform. We're not a DME company with CPAPs, but, you know, so we're trying to bring all the players into one platform to where it, it can be an efficient way for patients to take care of any, everything. So RPM is part of that. Um, and yeah, we have, we have made, Lots of legways and hope here really soon to have that uh, be something that's launched on there. And so, I mean, it is patients that are coming on, you know, they're, they're coming, the vast majority of them are coming from the very beginning of seeing a physician. So they come on, they get tested, <clears throat> they get a CPAP after their order um, and they get on that CPAP and then helping getting them to compliance. I think there's a really important, you know, 90 day window to where that RPM should be utilized um, in, in my mind. That's how I see it best is coming on. You got this 90 days. Let's really have the RPM there. Let's have coaching tied in with this. You know, so now it gives us the avenue to say, hey, we have this data. Um, we can do this, reaching out to the patient, coaching them. Um, and it's not just going over the data, but it's giving them real life tips with certified coaches of, hey, this is what you can do here. Um, and getting them to that compliance and utilizing that. And then and then I see RPM in the sleep world being used as a, hey, let's turn it on in six months and see and see how it's going, see, you know, what changes you've had, weight loss, um, it's allergy season, what what this different stuff, we can turn on RPM for another month. And all, all of the stuff is already being uploaded into our system. Um, so the providers, the DME companies, dental groups, whatever it is, can look at it and go, hey, okay, this is great. 
um, let's make these few changes. And then everything can be done as far as the scripting, whatever needs to be done for those changes all in one place too. So now you have a comprehensive place, a place where comprehensive medicine can be practiced and you have dental groups talking to medical providers. You got DME groups in there talking to both of them. Um, you have coaches that are putting notes in that seen by everyone across the board, you know. And so the idea is to really grow this place to where we can we can take care of everyone. Because like we said a while ago, there's a huge number of patients out there, right, that have sleep issues. And we are greatly um, unequipped right now still even with all that's happening to take care of all those patients. So the idea of making it easier um, and getting the patients to the right place is a big deal. You know, Dylan, I, I think when I, when I look at your, your program and thinking about a lot of our listeners in sleep labs, you know, some of them think about outsourcing, you know, because, you know, home, the logistics of, you know, the home sleep apnea testing model, like it can be daunting. And so as I, as we think about some of our listeners out there might be asking, well, how does this apply? One of the things that, you know, I've heard you describe before is just that clinical pathway that the patient can follow where you guys are able to do pre-authorization, you're able to order the home sleep apnea test. And, and so can you kind of take, just as we begin to wrap up, just sort of take our listeners through what that, that journey can be like, because if they're like, gosh, I could hand this off. It would be so much nicer if someone could handle this aspect of our business. What would they? What could they? Their patient enjoy in that journey in those those few days. Yeah. Um, so this has been a this has been a a big a big piece of conversation that we've been having lately with lots of groups um, because there is still such a backlog, um, and you, especially on the tech side, it is there is a, a huge um, no problem with not having enough sleep techs out in the world, right? <laughs> so we come in with groups and yeah, we can provide a way for those those sleep programs to utilize our platform. And so, I mean, basically you can have a list of patients, you put their information in, you know, in two little lines and then you push a button and that patient gets a text and an email and they click a link and they're going through our program um, all within that clinic's portal. And so now that program, the patient's going through it. They come on, they put in their insurance information. We pre-authorize it. We tell the patient what they'll owe up front um, for their copay and deductible. Um, if they choose not to use their insurance, they can click on cash pay. Either way, they go straight to a scheduling uh, page and they do it on their phone. They collect, click what day they want, what time they want. They instantly get texts and emails um, with the link to their visit. They get, again, the, right before their visit, they click on it. They see a provider in their visit. Um, the provider pushes, talks to the patient, makes sure home sleep test is right for them, pushes a button, and home sleep test ships out within 24 hours, goes to the patient's home. Patient takes the home sleep test, throws it away in the morning. Uh, a sleep provider reads it within 24 hours, and whenever that sleep study is completed, the patient automatically gets a text and email. Hey, it's time to schedule your follow-up visit. Um, they click on the same time, the same button, click day and time for follow-up, go over their follow-up visit. Uh, follow-up visit therapy is ordered and sent to either the CPAP company or an oral appliance provider or back to the Inspire surgeon. Um, so there's ways that groups can come in and say, hey, we want to utilize this. We want to send our patients through this. They get a portal where they see every one of their patients that comes in, where they are in the process. They see 
Um, they see all the communication that we have back and forth with the patient. Um, and so it becomes a perfect platform to really streamline things. Um, that's cause then, then you're not thinking everything's automated. You know, there, there's no way to really take care of a sleep patient anymore by what we're, the reimbursement is in healthcare. I mean, to really efficiently take care of a, of a patient takes a lot. So I was telling Emerson, we had a conversation the other day and we looked in the last, it was three weeks. In the last three weeks, you know, our, our process had done over a 600,000 um, uh, queued jobs for patients. You know, so any one patient that comes into our program, there's hundreds of different actions that can take place on that one patient. And so it, there's just no way that humanly people can do all those in a short period of time. So the way that we've automated it all is, is just streamlined where patients come in, they get automatic reminders, they get touches, they are constantly being talked to through the whole process so that there's not questions, there's not delays, you know, if that makes sense. Well, Dylan, you know, I'm sure all three of us have more questions we want to ask you because it's been absolutely fascinating. I mean, this hits all of our passions, but we are out of time. And just, is there anything that you want to just highlight really quickly before we close? No, I mean, I, you know, highlight, I might've talked too much. You guys could interrupt me more and tell me to keep my mouth shut a little bit more. Um, you know, no, I, I would highlight again, just what a interesting place we are in sleep right now and how bright it is. Um, the awareness that it is even from just kind of the general public to looking at longevity medicine and all the different fun things that are really happening right now. Um, I think it's a good place to be. Hey, thank you so much. I, I agree with you and I'm sure Emerson and Robert agree with you as well that it's a great time in sleep medicine and in sleep health for all of us with the awareness and everything. And, you know, obviously with through our podcast, we're trying to increase that awareness as well. And we thank you so much for joining us, Dylan, and uh, helping this, this space to be positive and exciting as well. And for the folks out there, we thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to like, to subscribe. And most importantly, share, share this podcast, share this show with all your friends, with all the sleep techs that are out there. Let's keep the positive momentum going and keep the positive momentum growing. And with that, we say thank you so much and lights on. All right, that was quite a show, guys. Uh, that means post-cows. It's time to break it down. And what'd you, what'd you just think? Yeah, Dylan's got a great story. I think that what's fascinating is how he's just continued to pivot. You know, recognizing the, the need for sleep labs, then, you know, changing for what he thought the market needed. And it's so many people, we, we know them, we know companies that did not pivot during COVID. Right. Uh, and some of them went out of business. And right. even with the recall, you know, so it's, it's interesting to hear the story, to hear how he pivoted, saw the market need, and really saw those as opportunities, not, not uh, the headwinds that destroyed other people. They were character forming and business forming for the most part for his business. So that was really fascinating to hear that, that part of his journey. It was amazing that he he started just just as COVID started becoming a thing, and lasted all this time, and like you said, pivoted at at each moment. I, I thought it was amazing, but what I found most intriguing though was the fact that he felt 
he saw the need and he said, he went to his boss and says, it has to be, there has to be a better way to do this. And I think that to me, that was the biggest trigger for me, at least to cause him to create those changes. You know, we've seen some really successful entrepreneurs that have had to pivot, you know, um, like if you go all the way back to Leah DiMarto's uh, episode and, and to, to see her navigate the changing landscape of, of, of sleep and, you know, what a terrible time, but, but it made him have to be ingenious, you know, to launch a product in the middle of COVID. And, uh, you know, it certainly made everybody who was, who, who thought they had a vision and headed one way to, you know, do an about face and, and go completely in a different direction. But it's, it's probably for the better when it's all said and done. Well, it kind of reminds you of John Maxwell's spelling forward. You know, how many right. people yeah. faced with adversity? I mean, True Kathy's Chick-fil-A story of his first restaurant burning to the ground, it should be motivation for all of us. Right. But, you know, just the fact that so many of the our listeners hit, saw opportunities, they saw a market that they could could really step into and solve a need. I mean, that's that's the beauty of of the free market that we have in this country is We've got the opportunity when when we put the muscle to it and and the determination to it to really do anything. And these guys, even faced with extraordinary reasons to quit, pivoted, found a way to win, and brought something extraordinary to market. Because you you spoke so smart with your MBA, I, I've got to oh I've got God. to add to that by saying, <laughs> yeah, I've got a story about that as well. Let's not forget Blockbuster versus Netflix. So there. Aren't you? Aren't you special? Hey, I, 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 my mom always told me that. So yeah, great. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, I think uh, I think that's that's good for today. And it's a good episode. I think it was a good episode, and I, I I think it'll give everybody, all our listeners and viewers, something to really think about how they could pivot their businesses as well. And all the techs out there, the the need, like you said, there's a lot of positivity, a lot of excitement, a lot of forward momentum with the with the industry. Uh, with that being said, folks out there, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for all the love that you've been showing us. We just continue to share it and. Until next time, we say cheers and see y'all later.